Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a special episode of Miss Whitman Civics and Economics. Today, we're going to take a look at the history of political parties throughout the United States. We're going to take a look at how Democrats and Republicans got their name, um, their political party, that is, how they came to be, and what they both stand for. So today is going to be a special episode taking a look into the political parties and how they were created. So we're going to start first with the Democratic Party. So the Democratic Party began back in 1792. It was uh, first created by Thomas Jefferson and James Madison in order to keep the federal government from having too much power. Um, Thomas Jefferson and James Madison believed that the power should, for deciding what the federal government should do, should belong to the people. So that was an idea back way back in 1792. Um, as the Democratic Party kind of continued from there, we see the important election of Andrew Jackson in 1828, which officially gave the party its name. So until um, Jackson's kind of candidacy in 1828, the Democratic Party was called all different things, um, but its official kind of modern name came to be with Andrew Jackson um, running on the Democratic, what he called Democratic Republican party and we'll get into how um, the name changes for Republicans kind of occurred at that time as well. So the first convention for the Democratic Party convention is just a kind of meeting um, of all people that are belong or identify with the Democratic Party itself. So the first convention of Democrats um, started back in 1832 in Baltimore, Maryland. By 1848, it dropped the Republican part of their title and was just simply known as the Democratic Party and continued to be called the Democratic Party up until even modern day. Um, Thomas Nass, uh, we'll talk about him too when we do Republicans, but Thomas Nass was a political cartoonist and he um, gave the Democratic Party its main symbol, its main um, kind of way that most people recognize Democrats because Thomas Nass, uh, again, was a political cartoonist and he used the donkey as their mascot. Now, the reason why um, a donkey was chosen for the Democratic Party or as a mascot for them was because the Democratic Party um, from its very origins, going back to Thomas Jefferson, Andrew Jackson, they um, really identified with the common man. And at that time, um, most men worked on farms, right? Most men were of middle class. So the donkey um, kind of was a staple of middle class farming kind of life. And that's why it was chosen by Thomas Nass, um, a political cartoonist, to represent the Democratic Party. So it's a little bit of history why um, the donkey now comes to represent Democrats, where um, and later on we'll talk about why elephant uh, was chosen to represent the Republicans. So Democrats um, kind of have their origin, their namesake back in 1848, but it really began with Thomas Jefferson's idea um, and James Madison's idea for that matter about giving more power to the common man, um, letting the people decide what was best for them versus giving power to the federal government. 
some of the democratic issues on their platforms, member platforms, kind of what they stand for, um, what they support. So some things that Democrats generally support is more power um, given to the people, given to decide uh, what the federal government should and shouldn't do. Um, they support unions, higher minimum wage, uh, a couple other things, more spending on social services. Uh, social services can be anything from retirement to Medicare, Medicaid. So they, Democrats really are um, for government spending to help out the overall good, help out more people as possible. Um, they are against spending on the military, so they believe that the budget should be spent more uh, into social services rather than on defense, um, and they favor a national health care. So kind of the themes here, once again, Democrats favor more power to the federal government, more government spending in order to help out and return those services, social services, um, health care, all that kind of stuff to the individuals, to the general public. So those are some ideas that Democrats believe in. Those are some issues um, on their platforms. A couple other ones here, um, some of which are just going to be repeated. So again, national health care, Democrats believe, um, is something that should happen. They believe in international trade, support equal opportunity. So the list goes on. If you are interested in looking at any of these platforms, you simply can just look up um, Democratic platform or Republican platforms, whatever one you are interested in. And there's a whole list of things that they support. Um, Democrats, the qualities, or I guess this should be really labeled characteristics. Um, Democrats are on the left of um, the political spectrum, especially on economic and social issues. So when we talk about left and right, uh, we talk about the political spectrum, right? Where do um, people or any issue kind of fall when it comes to what should be more government, which is going to be left um, liberal ideas or what is going to be less government, um, which is going to be conservative and right kind of ideas. So what liberals, um, AKA Democrats are found on the left, their color is blue. Um, that's for electoral kind of purposes. So when you see that electoral map of states going red or blue, um, if the state goes blue, it's going to be a Democrat, a Democratic state, uh, meaning that the Democratic candidate won that state. There really is no good reason for why they were picked um, as having the blue color. It kind of really came about when um, the Electoral College, the map uh, was really kind of presented on live television. So um, there's no really cool story behind why Democrats were given blue and Republicans were given red, other than that's a way to kind of decide and see visually what states um, vote Democrat, what states vote Republican. Um, Democrats tend to be, now this is a, a generalization, doesn't always happen this way, but most um, young working class and minorities tend to identify with Democrats. Um, again, it's a generalization. So there could be kind of some different things, um, different characteristics there, but generally speaking, young working class and minorities tend to vote Democrat. Um, there's the list for Democrats.org. It has all the information that you kind of heard so far, um, information of what Democrats support on their platform. So if you're interested, you can check it out. Um, if not, there's going to be a, a, a um, different website for Republicans as well. 
So you can keep that in mind. Um, currently, the chairperson is Tom Perez. Um, chairperson is just kind of elected to run those conventions. So um, Tom Perez has been the chairperson for the Democratic Party for about four years now, maybe six years. Um, so he's been there. He's um, been involved in politics. So he's just chosen to lead that convention when um, presidential elections come up. There usually is a convention of each political party and the chairperson is in charge of that. Okay, here are some um, kind of quick facts about Democratic presidents. So, so far, uh, you have had 14, well, actually, that should be 15 um, currently for your current president. So, 15 out of 45 presidents have been Democrats. Um, so, here are some of the most well-known kind of Democrats. You have FDR, JFK, um, Truman, Jackson, Clinton, Barack Obama. So, uh, you see... Not about it's kind of goes back and forth. Democratic Party again only really started back in 1800s. Um, so to have 15 out of the 46 presidents being Democratic or being of the Democratic Party um, is kind of showing a good track record. You'll see the Republicans and how many Republican presidents we have had so far. Um, but those that you see on the screen right here, are just the most notable ones, there have definitely been more Democratic presidents. Um, these are just ones that people kind of recognize for all their different accomplishments that they kind of gained. All right, so that's the Democratic Party. We're going to take a look now at the Republican Party. Same kind of thing. Um, how did they start? When did they start? What do Republicans support? What are they against? And then we'll end um, with most notable Republican presidents as well. So first and foremost, the Republican Party actually had a little bit of a late arrival. It was established in 1854. So it was established um, about 10 years after the Democratic Party. So the Republican Party came about in 1854 as a way to um, kind of establish an anti-slavery activist and they promoted um, kind of modernization to the United States. So they were promoting, the Republicans were promoting um, industrialization, uh, really trying to step away from an opposed slavery as a kind of old institution in a way that should not um, be indicative of what the United States was at that point. So Republican Party uh, really came about just right before the Civil War. And they, um, the Republican Party at that time, established anti-slavery um, kind of campaigns. They opposed slavery as an institution, and they were looking to modernize the United States. In 1856, they met and during their first convention in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Four years later, they nominated their first Republican president, who was Abraham Lincoln. Um, he won the election of 1860, which was a pivotal election um, because we see the Republican Party um, and Abraham Lincoln really pushing for the anti-slavery activism, um, which ultimately led to the division in, with the country during the Civil War during the 1860s. Um, but Abe Lincoln was a Republican president. He did stand for um, and against. He, stand, he stood for anti-slavery and opposed um, slavery as an institution. 
1874, uh, we see Thomas Nass, the same person that did the political cartoon for the Democrats. Thomas Nass also did the political cartoon and the iconic um, and created the iconic mascot for the Republican Party, which is an elephant. So the elephant behind why um, it was chosen to represent the Republican Party was because if you've ever heard of the phrase, the elephant in the room, um, if someone says they don't want to talk about the elephant in the room, it's an issue that everybody knows um, is happening, but no one really brings it up. So the Republican Party, um, remember, they were anti-slavery, right? So during the 1860s, even up into 1870s, um, the nation was co at conflict with one another. So those that supported anti-slavery and abolition uh, were willing to talk about it. They were the ones that wanted to identify the elephant in the room. They wanted to identify what the major problem the states were facing at that time. So Thomas Nass um, created the elephant as a mascot for the Republican Party because the Republicans were the ones talking about the elephant in the room. They were the ones talking about the need for um abolition. They were the ones talking about the need to oppose and end slavery. So that is why uh, Republicans were given the mascot of an elephant. And that was by Thomas Nass, the political cartoonist. Fast forwarding here, um, 1912, we almost saw the disappearance of Republican Party. In 1912, um, the Republicans kind of split their uh, votes. There were different kind of factions of the Republican Party. Um, if you can imagine, there were about three or four different candidates that identified as Republicans, but they didn't, they didn't work with each other. So the Republican Party almost um, split. It almost dissolved in itself during the 1912 election, um, but were ultimately able to kind of um, pull back together and create and continue the Republican Party as we see it today. The next slide here is um, some examples of Republican issues on their platform. So again, what they support, um, generally speaking, what Republicans support. So Republicans are for limited government, more power to the states. So they believe in states' rights over um, kind of federal interference. The Republicans um, also support individuals regarding economics and social issues. So individuals are, according to Republicans, individuals are the best um, people to know what is good for their economic and social um, kind of standing. Republicans are against unions. They're against um, a national health care. Um, they are known for, again, allowing individuals to choose things such as um, school choice, charter schools, um, religion, more conservative on that. Um, Republicans tend to support military spending. So um, if there's a budget, if the government's budget, Republicans will tend to strongly support more military spending, defense spending versus um, spending on like healthcare um, or anything kind of like that. Um, and Republicans, also support uh, promoting democracy around the world, which Democrats do as well. Um, but Republicans are more likely to um, kind of vote for if there is a nation that is under um, 
a dictatorship or anything like that. They Republicans, if there's Republicans in charge, they will vote for the United States um, to interfere or to kind of go into those nations and promote democracy. Um, it's not saying that Democrats don't, but Republicans um, kind of see ourselves, see the United States as the kind of policemen of democracy across the world. These are just some examples of what Republicans um, kind of believe in, what's on their platforms. There is going to be a link to the Republican platform website if you want to go ahead and take a look at that um, to get more information and kind of see um, a little bit more research into Republican platform ideas. Okay, Republicans, um, again, the characteristics or qualities, Republicans are on the right of the political spectrum. Um, so they really are on the opposite side um, of that spectrum when compared to the, your liberals or your Democrats. Um, Republicans are also known as conservatives. So it's both um, conservative Republican are kind of interchangeable. Their color for election is red. Again, no good reason why um, it was picked for red for a Republican. Um, it does help us, though, because it lets us remember that Republican and um, right and red, they all start with the same letter, letter R. So it's kind of um, a good way to just remember when you're studying things that Republicans are the electoral um, spectrum or political spectrum. They're on the right, their color's red, and they're conservative. There is the link for the Republican Party if you're interested in looking at any of the political um, kind of platforms, issues that they support or against. Um, really quickly, generally speaking, those that identify as Republicans, and this is a generalization, um, they usually tend to be maybe business owners, um, maybe highly educated. So you're looking at the college um, and degrees above that. And usually military personnel tend to um, support Republican ideas, probably because Republicans support military spending. So um, that could be a reason why most military personnel um, do identify as Republicans. Again, this is all generalizations, though. Um, so it doesn't mean that if you fall in those categories that you are definitely a Republican. It's just saying that most people um, that have those characteristics are just the same as Democrats have um, different characteristics as well. The young, um, looking at anyone that is of like minorities or anything like that, they tend to be Democrats. These are just the qualities that tend to be Republican. Your current chairperson for your Republican Party um, is going to be what you see kind of there, right there on the screen. Um, so your Republican Party chairperson is your Rhonda Stern Rumney. Um, she has been there for a couple years now as well. So those kind of are just really quick qualities of Republicans. Here are your kind of statistics so far of Republican presidents, um, most notable anyway. So, you, so far we've had 18 out of our 46 presidents who were Republicans, so uh, pretty close to the same amount of um, Democrats that we've had as presidents. So. For Republicans, it's been 18 out of the 46. The most well-known pres Republican presidents, um, the first one being Abe Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt was a Republican, um, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, along with his father, George H. W. Bush. So both Bushes were Republicans. Um, Donald Trump being the most recent Republican president. So all the list goes on and on. Um, 
but you can see we have had at least um, 18. The number could go up, could go down. It just really depends on where we kind of look at through the continuation of our presidential elections here. Okay, the next slide is that political spectrum that we've kind of been alluding to. So remember, your liberals are on the left. Um, I put the color code as well. So liberals are, as, aka Democrats, are found on the left of the political spectrum. Their electoral color is blue. Moderates are going to be in the middle. Uh, we haven't quite talked about them yet. We will here in a second. But moderates are um, in the middle of the political spectrum because they consist of people that see both sides. They can um, agree with liberal ideas, but they also agree with conservative ideas. So moderates are in the middle. And um, on the right are going to be your Republicans or conservatives. And they're in red, too, because that's their um, electoral color. So conservatives, Republicans are on the right. Moderates are in the middle and liberals and Democrats are on the left of the political spectrum. Okay, and that's what this slide um, kind of talks about, too. So I won't spend too much side or too much time on this. Um, liberals do believe are found on the left of the political spectrum. Um, they are more concerned with government, um, more power to the government. The government should decide what is best for the people living in the nation. Uh, moderates are in the middle. Um, these This regards anything from economic to personal, um, social, kind of any issues there. So moderates see both liberal and conservative ideas. Most people do kind of identify as moderates. So about 95% of the voters can see both sides of the argument, which is kind of normal, right? We do tend um, to agree with different things and we can see both sides of stories. So and that's why most people tend to be in the middle of the political spectrum, um, seeing both the liberal and conservative sides of the argument. And conservatives or um, AKA Republicans are found on the right. Republicans um, tend to believe in more military spending. Um, they believe more in state rights versus power to the federal government. Um, so all this stuff is really just a kind of review of the information that we talked about in the political spectrums, both for Republicans and liberals. But I'm going back here to the political spectrum just so you can see visually where each kind of side um, lies on the line. So your liberals are on the left. They believe in more government spending, um, more power given to the government. Thing, and they believe in more things like national health care, um, social services, anything that deals with the government giving back to the people. Moderates, about 95% of voters tend to be moderate. They tend to be in the middle, um, seeing both liberal and conservative ideas, arguments, um, things like that. And on the right side, we have Republicans, aka conservatives, who are um, kind of for more military and defense spending. They believe more in state rights versus federal government, um, kind of overseeing what's good for the states and the individuals living in those states. Republicans also are for um, more conservative ideas regarding anything from family life to um, 
again, the military, the defense spending, anything like that. And Republicans also are against unions. Um, they pretty much are going to be the opposite of your Democrats. When we take a look at the political spectrums, just as Democrats tend to be opposites of uh, Republicans. But the, moon, the most important thing is to know that most people are um can see both sides of the story. Most voters, again, about 95% of voters tend to be moderate. So um, they agree with certain ideas that Democrats have, um, but they also agree with certain ideas that Republicans have as well. So that's going to be the end of this kind of uh, special episode for Ms. Ms. Whitman's Civics and Economics. Um, make sure you guys do go back through, answer the questions for the Ed Puzzle as completely as possible. If you need or have, um, if you need help with anything or have any questions as you go through, please, please let me know. And I will see you all next time.